Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on What Chaos, a Tuka Rask sighting. The Oilers are the hottest team in the NHL. The Penguins are struggle-uggling. And who is the NHL Person of the Year? Smash every button you can. It's What Chaos. Happy Tuca Day, everybody. It's Thursday, December 7th. Pete's still in Chicago. I'm still in Boston. Sean is still in Boston. We got a huge day for the show because tonight, Sean and I are going to Bruin Sabres, so we will talk about that plenty. We are going to make it like a little nice thing at the end of the show. Hey, what should we do? What should we wear? I got to call out or shout out Sean. Pete, did you see what Sean is wearing right now? I did, yeah. That, he's wearing that Sabres jersey, and boy, he looks good. Sean, I took pictures of you and then sent them to you to show. Holy God. Sean and I were sitting around the other day it's talking the about... the Dominator, our, baby. What's that? I said it's the Dominator, baby. Man, Sean and I were sitting around the other day just talking about our favorite hockey players, and this is for sure a conversation that we should just have amongst ourselves and with various guests at points. It's such a... It sounds like a lame, obvious conversation, but just being like, hey, who are your favorite hockey players? And Sean and I had such a blast just being like, Dominic Hasek. That's just guys being dudes. Jerome McGinley. Sergey Fedorov. Maxim Fenoginov. Marion Hosa. Zdeno Chara. Brian Campbell. Brian Jonta. Also, I'm so mad that we just went live because uh, I just got a DM that I'm not going to share on the air, but uh, it's very, very funny. I know. I'm sorry, but I, that's why I'm distracted. That's why I'm looking at my uh, my tablet and just laughing because it's very, very random and funny. Is it about the show? Uh, no, but it's it's like hockey related. Can you do me a favor? Yes. Focus on your fucking job. I'm trying, buddy. I'm trying, but it's, okay. it's very funny. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's fun. You're going to enjoy it. I'll tell you that. Okay. I do that all the time, too, though. And like, you, you, we've been hanging out, and you've been like, you just got a funny text message? And I'm like, no, yeah. I fucking wrote a funny text message. Sean's wearing the Dominator. Uh, and when he walked in, or I, he was here first. He's always the first one and last one out. Hard worker. I was like, "Fuck!" 
I you normally don't care too much about, especially going to like a hockey game. What am I going to wear? I went to the Bruins game the other day, legitimately wearing a Cameron Dicker Chargers jersey, uh, like Hanes sweatpants and bean boots. Looked like a, the, the asshole of all assholes and still had a great time because I owned it. Sean rocking this Dominator jersey. I think I got to drop the 260 on the JVR Centennial. Imagine uh, yeah, I think so. I think I think you definitely I mean, you're going to get that no matter what. You may as well just bite the bullet. Yeah. And imagine being a whatnot. I meant to tweet this. I meant to be like, hey, if there are any whatnots that are going to be at the game and you see us stop by, say hello. I'm trying to figure out, like, where do we go before the game? Do I take him to halftime pizza? Uh, I don't know. That's up to you. I don't the think that that's a discussion that The spots around a Bruins show. game aren't what they used to be. There isn't like um, a Bruins game experience. Wrong. You have to do this sort of thing. Yeah, no, there's that doesn't really exist. I'm just, how are the Garden's tenders? The Garden tenders are good. They're not the best. They're not as good as UC's. Uh, I, feel, I feel obligated to catch up with you guys on the the tender experience. We're gonna get yeah, you some the tenders. United Center United Center has some of the best tenders that I've uh, that I've had. Did in, you get them uh, again? I got them again. Yeah, yeah and I'll probably get them again tonight. Cool. I'm going to the uh, the classic Ducks Blackhawks matchup tonight, so I'm very excited about that. I really hope that Leo Carlson plays. I don't know yeah. if that's been announced yet. I don't know. He played already this month, so that's true. <laughs> he, they might be in trouble. I, I did. I do like doing these remote ones. I said yesterday, it's cool when one of us is somewhere else because the person who's here does have to look at the screen and look at the comments. Somebody mm -hmm. asked, "What JVR jersey would I get? Would I get home away third? I'm thinking Centennial black. Uh, yeah, I, I think that that's probably the most. I think the best jersey of the three is the alternate, but I think the most wearable is the black, if that makes sense. Could you give me, well, what is the alternate? That's the like cream one with like the yeah. the big yeah. song and dance. I don't want that one. I don't. Okay. It's, I like when I like watching the boys play it, but I, I feel a bit goofy wearing it and I already act a bit goofy at points. So not to like get in your head, but like as somebody who like often complains about their weight in their body, like the black Jersey is slimming, so I feel like that would be the most comfortable that you would be in. And it sparkles like me. They all sparkle. No, they don't. Yeah, well, I guess the just the main two sparkle. I'm saying like literally, they sparkle. They they yeah, they are like I know. they are the they, main they, two sparkle. They both have sparkle elements. Not the okay, but not the because I'm saying not, like literally like the, like not the, like the alternate. That's why I said the main two. Yeah, they, the primaries they sparkle. Yeah. Uh, well. I thought that the conversation about tonight was just going to be, hey, we're going to get Sean to the garden. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to try the tenders. And then Sean, I saw this picture on the TL, the greatest picture I've ever seen in my life. Tuka Rask on the ice at Bruins morning skate. Jeremy Swayman is under the weather. So Tuka was on the ice. I love that for some reason, Tuka, who has been retired for like two years now, you retired in February of 2022. It's just hanging out, still available to tap in and just waiting for that call, baby. Waiting for the call. The Bruins did say that it won't be Tuca tonight. Mm -hmm. So Wayman's not going to go. 
He would have been back up anyway because tonight is Olmark's turn. Uh, but the Bruins will call a goalie to back up, which pisses me off because initially I thought this was a moot point. There's no way that Rask could come in anyway because he can't be an e-bug because Scott Darling told us that if you've been paid to play goalie, you can't be an e-bug. Uh, I tweeted that and a bunch of people were like, no, that's not true. That's wrong. So like then I Googled it. Repute? Yes, it's been refuted. Well, you're people of repute? Yes. I no, people, people on repute. Twitter. Nobody on Twitter is of repute. I right, understand like, the confusion, though. Yes, but like I thought like maybe uh, a person who worked in hockey was like, no, that's not true. No, Darren Drager only does whiny <laughs> he only responses to you. My, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so like, is, is that, is, do you know if that is true or like, is Scott Darling a liar? Or are we calling him a liar on the podcast? Hit me, Sean. I sent you a screen grab. Uh, this was from, uh, d- d- it was Dick Sports, not like Dick, Dick Sporting Goods. Goods. Okay. D- it was I, DK I, Sports. Oh, that's the, the Pittsburgh joke. guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah gotcha. uh, it says the CBA states that in order to serve as an emergency backup goaltender, a player must not have a current contractual obligation elsewhere. In addition, the player cannot terminate an existing contractual obligation to meet this requirement. So I'll it's be like, honest. You just got to be unemployed. <laughs> that. Right. Well, th- that was like uh, years ago when I was at EEI and I was going to go to NBC Sports Boston. Uh, the, the boss at the time was like, you're not allowed to even be talking to them. I don't know why, like how this happens. You're not allowed to be talking to them. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you're under contract. And I was like, when can I talk to them? And he was like, when you're not under contract. I was like, I'm a dumb idiot. That can't be how it works. Yeah, that's, that's not how that works. <laughs> I like, need I to guess- be fired to then go find a new job. It, I feel like it works in like that, that applies in sports because that's called tampering. But uh, in like a regular job, you can seek another job while you have a job. No, they were like, you're making $25,000 a year. Do you want to make $26,000 a year? And the place that the first place was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We have invested $25,000 into this man. We're getting what's ours. I'm just kidding. I've made, I won't say how much more, but. Uh, have made more than twenty five thousand uh, dollars. Man, the uh, the idea of Tuca potentially being like a, a, a like a legal e bug tonight. I would. I'm glad that he's not because I can't watch the Bruins game. I'll be at the Blackhawks game. But if I missed, I, I really want that. But if I missed it, I would never forgive myself. Well, to be fair, this doesn't necessarily eliminate him from being the e bug because I mean the e bug is always the third goalie, so he could still technically be. That's that's if Allmark and whoever the, the they call up. That's but, right. Whenever, but whenever but whenever e bug enters the discussion, it's the e bug like basically becoming the backup goalie because something happened to the backup goalie. Right. So we, if they're call if they're calling somebody up, Tuka's the third goalie, and that's never when the e bug discussion happens. Well, no, I mean Unless the e bug is, is the e bug is what happens. Like you have to have two dressed goaltenders. The e bug is what happens if one of them or if both of them go down. So right. like, the e bug is always the third. Like there's always they are always has he's to always be the third. But that's what I'm saying. The dis- like the e bug discussion comes into play when he's the second. Yeah, I mean, it'll be a lot more interesting if something were to happen. To I'm, I'm texting again, Bruins beat like, writers right now being like, can you ask or did Montgomery at least say that Rask will be at the game? Because that's honestly, think, that, that's yeah. all I need. And he definitely Are they will making be him a jersey? Game. That's what I want to know. Are they making him a jersey? Is he getting a custom jersey? 
maybe like Tuca just looked at the this year's jerseys, the Centennial jerseys, and was like, I want in on that. So another question call. I was going to ask off this. I'm glad you reminded me of this. So I'll probably get a JVR jersey tonight. I yeah. am asking various people with like pro shop discounts. Hey, can you help me get this? Because I can't. I we we have spent so much money on jerseys that is not being reimbursed or anything. We're just getting jerseys so we can put them up. No one has ever been like, with the exception of the Kraken one, nobody has ever been like, wow, game changer that you got that jersey. And we're like, no, we, we must invest thousands into getting these jerseys. Uh, anyway, I'm leaning JVR jersey, but imagine if Tuca plays tonight and there is a Tuca Centennial jersey. How do I not get a Tuca Centennial jersey to be like, I was at the game where Tuca did wear this jersey, fuckers. Yeah, he retired in 2022. But you would obviously have to make that. It wouldn't be like in production, but you you could customize it. Do you think they do that at the pro shop? A lot of pro shops do that. A lot of pro shops do that. I don't. I doubt it. The TD Garden one. I, I'd Why? be surprised. You're just disparaging them. You think they're weak ass? No, I, they have a good pro shop, but I just I don't think the team the team pro shops will do it. I think it's oh, okay. like the NHL store, like online stuff like that. That's where you get those done. Uh, I'm going to, I'm not going to say exactly what the DM was. You showed me the DM. Uh, yeah. Just basically somebody of repute is like, calm the fuck down with these Tuka tweets. Yes. <laughs> because we've been tweeting some, I don't know, like sexual stuff about the whole like Tuka's playing thing. Yeah. It was a big like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> right. Welcome. To uh, the- it was, it was and- very funny. It made me laugh. Yeah. I didn't like the emoji that was thrown in there. The emoji that was thrown in was like. It was like, this one. Yeah. It was like basically like the cringe emoji. It's like, come on. We're having fun here. Uh, Got to talk about the the Oilers, by the way. The Oilers. Hottest had- team in the NHL, baby. <laughs> they. They're like the stats do kind of back up that they are the hottest team in the NHL. Uh, no disrespect to redacted, the, the team that I will not mention. The Arizona Coyotes were probably quite literally the hottest team in hockey because the Oilers play in Edmonton and the Coyotes play in Phoenix, Arizona. One of the by temperature, I can give you the where are they? Famously, the Phoenix, Arizona Coyotes Phoenix, do not play in Phoenix. Don't Sean. do that. that. That's a dollar in the jar. You call them the Phoenix Coyotes. Do people get mad when you call them the the Phoenix? Oh yeah, Phoenix Coyotes. <laughs> Phoenix Coyotes. <laughs> calling them the Phoenix Coyotes and using the Howling Head, which they don't use anymore, hmm. are two of like the biggest like Coyotes faux pas. We got to get that kid that everyone got mad that uh, dressed racist because of his racist parents. <laughs> we gotta, Sean, I got to ask you, how familiar are you with? How familiar are you with uh, PDO? PDO? Yes. So PDO uh, in hockey is the combined save percentage and shooting percentage of a team. And uh, it's supposed to be around like 100, 101. And if it's way higher than that, it means your team is getting super lucky and it is not sustainable. And like when teams get really lucky, it it ends up usually around like 107, 106, some 108, somewhere around there. The Coyotes have like a 111 PDO right now. So that's, and that's because they're Connor, getting Ingram, Connor Ingram's save percentage is like 980. <laughs> because he's the best goalie in hockey. And it, all that says to me is that they're yeah, getting Yeah, it's lucky. definitely sustainable. They're going to be they're gonna be riding that one for the rest of the year. But even you, well, but what I heard is that when teams are lucky, they're this good. The Coyotes are even better than that. 
So even if the Coyotes' luck runs out, they're still going to be an above-average team. That is some. I don't want to disparage the Coyotes. Like I, I think the Coyotes are a respectable team, but are you sure you don't want to disparage? The Coyotes? I was going to say I. I want to disparage them just a little bit. <laughs> there, uh, that one YouTube commenter. Un- unsustainable right now, but will point out that uh, the, the the Oilers last night kicked the absolute piss out of the Carolina Hurricanes. It was. Rod Brindamore fully embarrassed on TV. Uh, do are we ha- do, are we are we doing Play the clip of Rod Brindamore? Best. All right, let's let's uh, let's throw to this. We're on our way to losing fifty nothing right now. I've never seen our team play this brutal. So I, at this point, you know, I don't really. I, I'm I'm lost for words to be quite honest. weren't ready to start, which that's was clear, and now we're just kind of doing things. Not the way we do it, and this is uh, this is what you get. So at this point, we're probably turning the page. Well, thanks for doing this. I know it's not easy. That, What's that the was part of that? That was midway through the second period. The game was halfway over, and Rod Brindamore was trying to rage quit. I love that so much that he was like, yeah, I mean, we've lost this game. This sucks. We just kind of <laughs> had to stand around for a little bit, which is what we've been doing the whole time. Because I'll tell you what, we're not doing doing things the way that that that, that, that we want to. Which All is right, funny for doing this. They, they didn't score in the second period, did they? Or they didn't get scored on in the second period. Didn't like was it like five nothing after the first? Am I wrong? Was, uh, let me see. Four or five nothing sounds right. Yeah, and so like that wasn't in the midst of their most horrible stretch of that game. And he was still that flustered and that upset, which is hilarious, especially considering whenever you see like a Rod Brynmore uh, in-game interview, he gives very succinct answers, very brief. It's not like he's not, he's not unwilling to do them, but he's, he's focused. And so the fact that he went on for like a 40 second tangent about how his team sucks and he just wants to go home is very funny. It was five nothing after two. They scored four in the first, one in the second. Okay. Uh, Zach Hyman, by the way, a hat trick for your oil guys who have won five games in a row. And Hyman with three more goals is at 15 on the season. He is tied for, I believe, sixth in the NHL in goals this season, despite playing fewer games than a lot of players because the Oilers haven't played that many games. He is third in the league in goals per game. The mm-hmm. Zach Hyman is having an amazing season. Zach Hyman is one of the best scorers in the league thing is no longer a joke. Zach Hyman is this season, the third best scorer in the NHL. Mwah! Well, I mean, I got to point out he's playing extra Connor McDavid, who is we're not doing best player in the world. We're kind of tweaking that thing, but uh, Connor McDavid is the best player in the world right now. And, and he is he returned to his throne. So I'm glad you said return to his throne because part of the stuff when the Oilers were struggling so much earlier in the season is, you know what? Maybe he rushed back for the heritage classic. This whole thing has bad vibes around it right now. Pete McDavid looks healthy, healthy to the point that when that, when Zach Hyman scored the third goal of his hat trick, which was essentially just finishing a play for McDavid. I want to start doing hat trick legitimacy uh, checks because remember when we talked about like uh, when the third one comes on an empty net goal, I'm like, that doesn't fucking count. Hat trick legitimacy checks. Zach Hyman gets like like an 
85% on this hat on this hat trick because Connor McDavid did all the work on that third goal and Zach Hyman was just there. So strength of hat trick. Yes. S-O-H-T. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with a fun uh, acronym that maybe spells out a silly little word like butt or ass, like when you're playing yeah. uh, the pinball machines or something. But uh, that's, I think that's a great idea. I think that's yeah, a great and, idea. And just can, call it the SHT. Strength, str- of strength that hat right. call it the shit stat. Oh, the shit stat. <laughs> Was this uh, the shit? It's a hundred. <laughs> So like, the, what's, what's Marshawn's uh, guy, strength of hat trick the other night? That's like 99. It was a natural guy, uh, hat trick. Dmitry Filipovich pointed out the fact that after Hyman finished off the hat trick last night, his goal celebration was him just like laughing at how lucky he is to play with Connor McDavid. <laughs> just like giggling at, at how ridiculous that play was. Uh, McDavid dispossessing uh, the Hurricanes player at the blue line, showing off incredible edge work, then dangling through a couple defensemen and dishing an incredible pass to Zach Hyman, who like to Hyman's credit, he was ready to receive that pass. If that was me or like half the players in the league, I feel like they'd just be like, you have your Schmenzer in your hand. Yeah, right. Just oogling how good Connor McDavid is and being like, whoa, and not being ready for the pass. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. His celebration when he scored was just like, it was De Niro West. Like, <laughs> you, <laughs> my you line mate. Amazing, uh, though. Since U.S. Thanksgiving, an important point in the NHL schedule. The Oilers are 5-0-0. They have the second best goal share at 5-on-5. So anybody who wants to be like, the Oilers are power play merchants, try scoring 5-on-5. They are the second best team in the league at 5-on-5. And those results are right, right on par with what they are, uh, what have they, they have earned. They have the second best goals, expected goals for percentage at five on five. And Stuart Skinner is playing very, very, very well, but they're ninth in the league in save percentage since U.S. Thanksgiving. So it's not like an outrageous, it's not a Connor Ingram level. Like this guy is on a, on a outrageous hot streak that can't, can't be sustained. Like, I think that the the jury's kind of out on who Stuart Skinner is. We've seen him be really good. We've seen him be really bad. But when we've seen him be really bad, the team in front of him is really bad as well. And like, both things are going right now. And I don't think it's necessarily like unsustainable. Yeah, I think that there's typically a correlation with Oilers goaltending and odd man rushes against, which Mm -hmm. I don't have the stats in front of me there. I will when we talk about the Penguins in a little bit because they are just a odd man rush factory. Typically, mm-hmm. when we talk about the Oilers goaltenders, we're talking about you need somebody who can stop the bleeding and right. bail you out and make a big save. I also don't know if Stuart Skinner is that guy, but as long as the team is, I was joking a couple of weeks ago, like just don't even play defensemen, play five <laughs> forwards and just sell out and be like, it's our only chance anyway. But Right now, I mean, a couple of these recent Oilers games, including one uh, late last week, which was the one that they almost blew and then ended up winning in overtime. I forget. But, like, they generally actually seemed in control of the game. 
Last night is kind of an outlier because you're never going to dominate a team the way they did. But as I was watching it, I was like, Hurricanes, they're not playing their best hockey right now, but they've gotten themselves back into the picture where we thought they would be. Is the Oilers dominating them? Is that just that they're like really hot right now? Or are we seeing the Oilers team that we thought was going to be a true Stanley Cup contender? I think well, that maybe, and they're not going to win every game six to one, but I yeah. think that they're finally catching up to what they were supposed to be. I agree. And like, again, I think they can be this team over a prolonged period, but it's not going to come without the abominations without the stinkers. Like there, there are going to be those stinkers in the mix and it just depends on how many of them there are going to be because we've had this conversation. I don't believe in the Oilers being like this good uh, consistently without those stinkers till the end of the season. Like the, the question for me is, is the hole that they dug to start the season going to be the difference in whether or not they like they finish on the right side of the bubble on the wrong side of the bubble. But like, you know, I, I think this is still like a, a good team with its faults. Yeah. So, so they have moved up in the standings. They have surpassed the ducks, which is a little bittersweet for us because I think that we really like the ducks. But that's in the, Pacific. Like the ducks have been one of the worst teams in the league over the past few weeks. You want to talk about crashing down to earth. That oh has been God. ugly, but <laughs> The Oilers have surpassed the Ducks. They now have 21 points in 23 games. And as I said, they played 23 games to, say, Seattle's 26, Vancouver's 26, Vegas's 27. So when you look at them and where they stack up the Oilers in the Pacific, you do kind of have to look more at points percentage or points per game. And by points percentage, the Oilers are also ahead of the Kraken. So they're really more like the fourth, fifth best team. Their points mm -hmm. percentage is 4.57. The Flames is 4.60. They're going to pass the Flames at some point. Look at the That's Oilers. That's a good point because uh, this was the Oilers' first game in like three weeks. A year. <laughs> it was. I think it was officially a six-day break, but... Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know if how you want to I guess you could spin that in whatever way you want like oh they were more well rested than the Hurricanes and they were at home so like that's how they kicked the shit out of them but like when you're a team on a heater you don't want a six day break and the Oilers no. picked up right where they left off and I think there's something to be said about that especially considering the Hurricanes are a very good team they may not have played like it uh, last night but they are a very good team as well. All right, well, now is time for me to get all horny because, Pete, have you seen the Oilers' upcoming schedule? I have not. They're home for the next five games. So really? They've won five in a row. They're home for the next five against the Wild, hot team. Devils, good team. Hawks, enjoyable team. Lightning and Panthers. So not the easiest slate, but boy, you want some like iron sharpens iron with the mm -hmm. side of bumper lanes because it is at home. If the Oilers can keep this up during this road trip, I ask the question, could they be in playoff position by U.S. Christmas? Oh, famously not to be confused with Canadian Christmas. That's why we in the hockey, we say U.S. Christmas. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't see I don't see why not. Like. I don't Wild card teams right now have... It's so hard to talk about the future of the Oilers because the best part of the Oilers is that they're so unpredictable and that right. they can be 
they can like I, I don't want the Oilers to be the best team in the league or the second best team in the league. Sorry to the Arizona Coyotes. I don't want them to be the, the, one of the best teams in the league uh, unimpeded for the rest of the season. I want to see the Oilers chaos. So it, it's hard for me to predict the Oilers future, including the two wildcard teams. There are six teams ahead of the Oilers. So I guess they would need to jump five teams, right? Mm -hmm. To get into that picture. Uh, the Oilers have 21 points. As I said earlier, the blues have 27 points. So the second wildcard team and the first wildcard team is, uh, I a Raz or uh, the Arizona Coyotes. Thank you very much. Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> they have 28 points. I can't read today. Uh, uh, do you, you know what? You... Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. Do you think that they can make up in three weeks, five, six points? Probably not, but it's doable. It's doable. Uh, my question to you is, I, I know when you're hot, you don't want soup, but with the Oilers, being so hot and actually having their shit together, call them up. They call up Jack Campbell sooner rather than later, because like you, I don't, I don't, we've Elliot was saying that Jack Campbell would call up was impending. And then, uh, I love that whenever like we need to like, be like somebody smarter than us, it's, it's always Elliot. It's just Elliot said this, the, uh, the Campbell call up was impending. And then he had the stinker in the AHL where he didn't have the best game and that kind of delayed things. I say you should probably bring them up while this team is playing pretty well, <laughs> because if they're, if they start to regress and uh, they cool off a bit, then like what you're calling up Jack, Jack Campbell to like, write the ship. That's more pressure on them. Call them up yeah. while you're playing. Well, you bring them up for the Hawks game. I think you think so. Give them the Hawks game and yeah. you can keep riding. I have to look, uh, if there are any back-to-backs here, but like Wild and Devils, you try to ice your best lineup. Hawks, maybe that ends up being a pretty fast, topsy-turvy affair, so you're going to get a lot of shots there, but you're still probably, if you play your best, meaning the team in front of you, they still probably win that game. That could be a confidence booster, although he'll still probably allow two or three goals just because Bedard and Foligno is hot. People forget. Uh I give him the Hawks game. I agree with you, though. Like, now would be the time where pressure is a little lower and it's not you have to come up and be the savior because they've already gotten their spark. They're already playing well. God, on I would love of that. On the flip side of that, if they're riding, like, an incredible hot streak and then you bring up Jack Campbell and he sucks, people are going to be like, what the fuck? Like, there is some pressure in, in trying to continue the hot streak, but I still think that this is the right time. You know what I miss most about home being here in Chicago? What? Uh, that I don't get to watch the uh, the Oilers intermission reports. Oh, brother. Yeah. Well, I didn't either. Last night was a national Yeah, it was a game. TNT game. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to get home and get get to watch uh, watch my boys deliver those intermission reports that are electric. If we ever do, I'm, we want to do some stuff with the Oilers, obviously, as we want to do stuff with every team. If we ever do stuff with the Oilers and like went to Edmonton, do you think that they would let us like shadow Join. those three for a day? <laughs> just, just, just observe them. Uh, yeah, I'd be like, I'm hey, we'd like to that. shadow them. And they'd be like, why? <laughs> just wanted we're interested. <laughs> they're like, and it's gonna be for the show, and be like, I oh, will probably talk about it or something, but like we're not gonna film it or anything. We're just just want to see what makes those guys tick. 
How did that end up happening? I'll tell you how I end up happening. By waking up every day and cracking an Olipop. That's right, folks. Chaboy's drinking Olipop in the morning. I'm only kidding, but I think it would go well in the morning because it is an amazing prebiotic soda that has under five grams of sugar, comes in so many amazing flavors. It comes in grape. It comes in your classic cola. comes in lemon lime. You got strawberry vanilla in there. It is so fantastic. We had Sarah Siv on the show the other day, and she was so excited that we had Olipop. We were cheersing, toasting Olipop, just having ourselves an Olipop time. And I tell you, the listener, that you can have an Olipop time as long as you go to 22,000 stores because that is the secret to having Olipop. You go to their website, drinkolipop.com, use promo code CHAOS for 20% off your order, or you could just, if you like the in-person experience, you go to 22,000 stores. I personally like mixing it up. Do a little bit of the website. Sometimes I'll go to 22,000 stores. My service is good in most of those stores. Sometimes I'll go into 22,000 stores and hop on the website from my phone. A little best of both worlds. I've seen you do this ad read at several stores, just at checkout. Yes, correct. It's smart. It's good uh, guerrilla marketing. Yeah. We got to get Olipop in arenas. Imagine being like, I'm making an Olipop run. (laughs) Y'all want anything? And someone's like, uh, yeah, I'll take six grams of sugar. And you're like, well, sorry, I'm going to have to get you two Olipops then because you're not finding you're not finding six grams of sugar in any of these cans. It's drinkolipop.com. Use code chaos for 20% off. So, Pete, the Oilers mm-hmm. are amazing. They're the hottest team in the NHL. The, uh, the Hurricanes are upset. Brenda Moore is doing hilarious things with Panger. The Penguins right now are not having fun at all. They mm-hmm. lose last night 3-1 in Tampa. They are 0 for 34 on the power play. Three, I think. Over 33, over 34. Yeah, I think it's over 33. They're 11, 11, and 3. And obviously they do the Carlson thing, and it looks like they're kind of gonna be an oldish team. I didn't think they were going to be an old trash team. I just thought they were going to be an old team and they're kind of old trash. Uh, it's the, the Penguins are such a weird, weird case because they're not trash because like Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, uh, like they're having incredible years. Awesome. Like turn back the clock kind of years. Tristan Jari been awesome. So the fact that they're this mid to bad is so discouraging because like you look at their numbers, they're, they're a good offensive team. They're getting, they're doing way better than expected when it comes to goals against like their expected goals against is 23 in reality, sixth at five on five and goals against that's because Jari's been so good. But the fact that like, that's not doing it for them is insane. And the most insane thing is the power play. You, you put that power play on paper and that's probably the most exciting thing about this team. And the fact that it's been the worst is mind blowing. 
So I'm still like, I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head around the Penguins' current situation. But I, um, I agree with you in the sense that I wasn't expecting a whole lot from them. Like a lot of people were high on them after the Eric Carlson acquisition. And I didn't really see it. I didn't see Carlson changing the makeup of that team. I think that maybe you put this, you had this phrasing at some point a while ago. Eric Carlson made them shinier. He didn't necessarily make them a different or much better team. And I think what they needed was they needed somebody who was like tougher, a little grittier, like they needed a power forward. They needed someone to kind of diversify what they are as a team. And that didn't happen. I don't remember saying the shinier thing, but I do use the word shiny a lot and I do like a sparkly jersey. So maybe that could have been me. I do agree with that logic though of like, yeah, it's another jersey to sell and it's another really good player and you have a team with some really good players and then beyond that, you have some question marks. I saw a thing from, I think it was Megan Chaika uh, recently that had odd man rushes against and the Penguins yeah. were something like 30th. Yeah, it's so, not good. <laughs> like, Tristan Jari can only do so much and I don't know I, how much I trust him to be how good he's been to start this season. I'm extremely distracted because I can see the chat. And during the Olipop read, the listeners started doing Olipop like player names. And <laughs> okay. they're amazing. Somebody said Olipop Ekman Larson. Another person said Tyler Tafolipop. <laughs> That's I incredible. Oliof Kolzig. This is the best Hell one. Yeah. The best one is Ryan, Ryan Nugent Olipopkins. Oli <laughs> that's amazing uh yeah i mean it's it's tough the uh, i think the 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 penguins biggest problems is like they're bleeding they're obviously bleeding those those rushes they're not great defensively uh and also like their depth is not there they their depth is not there yeah so what do you do if you're them because I feel like they, let me see what their pick situation is. Uh, I mean, it's one of those, it seems like one of those situations, like it's very hard to change your team's identity mid season. That's something right. that you have to address in the off season. Like you can, you can solidify things and you can improve in areas mid season, but you can't change your identity. And I think the penguins kind of need to change their identity a little bit. Yeah, this it sucks though, just because you're getting such a good year out of Sidney Crosby. That again, that's the most discouraging part of it is that, like this team has a lot of good things going for it in yeah. terms of uh, in terms of its like stars and its pillars, but its identity is not there, and its depth isn't there, and its back end isn't there, and you can't. I don't think you can fix that. We talked the other day about uh, the when when Sarah Siv was here, the Freeman thing of if the Lightning are kind of toiling, do teams call on Steven Stamkos? Th some of these things just can't happen because of the cap. It would be amazing if like the Lightning and the Penguins were just mid teams, and suddenly Stamkos and Sidney Crosby were getting traded. How much would that? Fucking rock. Sidney Crosby's not getting traded. Get the it's fuck never out gonna. Of here. Yeah. Well, I don't think Steven Stamkos is getting traded either. 
It'd be Steven Samuels could, like, theoretically could get traded, and it would make sense to trade him if you're not going to sign him and you're, like, kind of in the middle of the pack. I'm still surprised that Steven Stamkos has been with the Lightning as long as he has. I, speak, I was going to throw this out there. How surprising is it that uh, Jeff Carter is still in the NHL, speaking of the Penguins? I thought Dude. Jeff Carter was, like, on his way out of the league uh, when, like, his final few years of the Kings, and then the Penguins traded for him, and I was like, huh. He's still in the league and like you're investing your fu- like a little bit of future in in Jeff Carter and he was fine for a while. But uh, Jeff Carter, it's still kind of surprising to me that he's still in the league. I am reminded every time I look up anything about the Senators that Claude Giroux is on the Senators. That's one that fucks with me. That's a yeah, union. I mean, Giroux was like a th- it was like really good even towards the end of his Philly days. And it, yeah. he had like a. He had like it was a big thing that he went to Ottawa, so like that never left my radar. Jeff Carter is a surprise. Yeah, uh, normally we do three stars, but uh, I've learned that the way that you're supposed to give people love is to put them on blast on a podcast. I was reading Time Magazine and I saw that uh, Taylor Swift began dating Travis Kelsey because. He put her on blast on his podcast, which uh, she thought was metal as hell. Pete, she thought oh she thought that it was metal as hell. Uh, is there anybody that you would like to put on blast as a nod? I'd like to put a uh, uh, James Van Riemsdyk centennial jersey on blast because I'm not okay. trying to manifest it. <laughs> um, I'm going to put the uh, Chicago Blackhawks team store on blast. It's uh, I'm going to I'm going to be there later today and I'm definitely going to buy a few things. That's also, a good one. I'm, I'm going to wear my justition sweatshirt, I think, to the game tonight. Ama- oh, I definitely want to put those guys on blast. They uh, yeah. they made some awesome stuff. We have some st- uh, finally. I think next week maybe we'll debut it. We have some content that we did at the Chicago team store that is mm-hmm. a lot of fun and very amazing. And we're going to start putting those things out there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put some chicken fingers on blast later. I'm going to probably do a Diet Coke because they don't have Olipop at Bruins games. Uh, but, Sean, is there anybody? Who'd you say you want to put on blast? Zendaya. Yeah, Sean's putting Zendaya on blast. So That's problematic. Sorry, She's in a relationship. Mm. The... She's not married. Yeah. She's in a relationship. He doesn't Respect see no ring on that finger. Sean. I didn't stop her from two guys kissing her neck. That's that true. May she famously may not will allow two movie, guys but... to kiss her at once. So... You should maybe put Me and Zendaya Tom and Tom Holland on blast. Yeah, I'll f- happily. Put uh, another guy, another person that I want to put on blast is Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane. He's allegedly, allegedly playing hockey. Allegedly making his debut for the Red Wings tonight. Uh, I'm very excited about that, even though I can't. I don't think I'm going to be able to catch it, but very excited for it. And like at this point, I'm kind of rooting for Patrick Kane. Like I- I'm rooting for it to work because it's sad if it doesn't work especially after the how much it's been hyped up like this guy he he's maybe better than ever i don't expect him to be better than ever but if he if he goes through that whole like courting process and then is like i feel incredible and then he comes out and he sucks it's gonna be so sad so uh i'm rooting for patrick kane i'm rooting for the red wings to stay relevant stay interesting i think it's good for hockey so uh, excited to see the debut. I'll catch it after uh, after I leave tonight's game. Can we talk about the metal as hell thing though? Because yeah. the whole time, how magazine, long? Do you, 
How long do you think that she stood in front of the mirror and practiced some of those lines that she dropped in that time feature? Some of those lines were just like clearly rehearsed and like things that she does not say. Taylor Swift does not walk around in her everyday life saying, that's metal as hell. I guarantee it. It's. I'd love to get Lena Solmark back on the podcast. Famously, he is a big metal guy. He wore the bleh hat that everybody was very excited about. Helped our posts go kind of viral in the metal community. Uh, not to do like, a, hey, don't steal my metal valor, but as somebody who like grew up listening to metal and everything, everybody can listen to it, and I hope they do. There's some great artists in there. But saying metal to sound cool, like... And especially I, again, in that like, context. I love metal. Like, it's not fucking cool. It's just a thing, and it's what people are. And in that context where she's like, Travis Kelsey, like, put me on blast on his podcast, that's not metal to begin with. And well, in, like, in he one didn't really sentence. put her on, he didn't really put her on blast. He was just like, hey, I wanted to get an introduction and it didn't happen. In one sentence, she says, it was very adorable how he put me on blast, which is metal as hell. I don't, that I, I can't like be adorable and metal. And metal at the same time, exactly. Yeah. No, that that's that doesn't work. Also, Who's, the... Uh, the the one that you had a big problem with the uh, like t- trash takes itself out every time. I didn't, I didn't necessarily think that that was, uh, I didn't have a problem with that. What? Yeah. I mean, like oh. I understand logistically trash does not take itself out in a literal sense, but like in a figurative sense, I understand it's, it's like a real, like what goes around comes around kind of thing. But trash doesn't take itself out every single time. And this is being said by somebody who has been wealthy their entire life. This is, it's one banana, Michael. What could it cost $10? And when I put this out there, I had a lot of Swifties coming to me privately being like, I could never post this or say this, but thank you. Because a lot of people saw that quote and they were like, Print the t-shirts. Oh, yeah. Like celebrating. Yeah. Oh, so true. Trash takes itself out every time. Again, I get a a rich idiot saying it because, and that's funny to me that like, I'm not sure they know that trash doesn't take itself. Like somebody is doing that for you, but it's the sheeple. That see it and are like, oh, she's got You're such a way it, with words. Like yeah, that's not even like a, it's not even Literally. that big of a bar, though. Like even like if you even if you want to ignore the fact that it logistically makes no sense, it's like cool, Taylor. The trash takes itself out every time. That's not like you're not spitting or anything. Like it's not. Cool. But that's what I mean when I say, like, she definitely, like, rehearsed these lines. Exactly. Because 100%. knows that people will be like, print the t-shirts. But I think you're just taking it a little too literally. No, I mean, she does. She Some of her things. She also had, like, the, like, there's no such thing as being bossy. There's being a boss. And, like, I get, th- like, the empowerment Slay aspect tay. of saying, like, don't call women bossy, for example, if they're not being bossy. But, like, of course people can be bossy. Right. Sucks when they are and when they're being bossy be like hey don't be bossy be nice but like there there's i mean as long as it's said by taylor swift it's the greatest smartest line in the world and that that's fine for me generally but the the trash takes itself out every time it actually doesn't it literally doesn't do you your have, apartment do you have a problem? stank you might be like I don't, I don't want to say I don't want to say you're like a Taylor Swift hater, 
Because you're not like you. I'm becoming I, one because I like, am. I do I, hate some of these lies. All right, well, let me ask you both this question: Do you have a problem? Either one of you have? Do you have a problem with her being named Time Person of the Year? Because I had to I go on TV kinda... yesterday. I had to go on TV yesterday uh, with my guy uh, JP Joshua Perry, and he had a big problem with her being named Time Person of I the Year. I had, to, I had to become the Taylor Swift defender in that conversation, and that's not ever where I want to be. I think that I am very icked out by what has happened with the mania of Taylor Swift. I found it so uncomfortable as a dumb white that in 2020, when everyone was like having this social awakening and being like, yeah, yeah like we got to think about where we're putting our money and the artists that we're supporting. And w- wait, hold on a second. The, the wealthy statuesque white person just put out a, 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 an album that sounds like a million things that have already existed. I need to give this person all my money. Like that to me feels weird that like Taylor Swift is the exception to logic in a lot of cases. So it weirds me out, but should she be the time magazine person of the year? It, it's her or messy, like the two most talked about people in the world. And I, again, like I'm a, white American. So maybe it's like the circles in which we run. I could not escape Taylor Swift all year. So I think yeah. that it's, it's an appropriate pick. I, Sean? I like, uh, sure. I, my, my problem with Taylor Swift largely isn't Taylor Swift herself, even though I think she's a little bit of a fraud. It's just like Taylor Swift culture, I guess. Uh, my thing is, you like, this add is the er. what's that? It's the, it's the Taylor Swift cult. Yeah. Not the yeah, culture. Valid, yeah. hundred percent. But my thing, my thing is like, uh, not to get too real here, but like this is a time pe- person of the year. Like this is something that's been given to like Hitler before. Like this is like people that have massive global impacts, and I do kind of fall in line with the like. She dated a football player. She traveled a little bit. Uh, cool, bro. Like there's multiple wars being fought. I feel like there's probably people a little more. That probably have a bigger impact uh, on on the world than like she was just a trending topic on Twitter every day, which I have I have her name muted on Twitter and I have yeah, for, but like, like I have forever, yeah. I I mean like but from like a cultural in like her cultural impact is significant and she became a billionaire. Like I understand, like I agree that the mania is out of control, and I'm not gonna tell you like she's the best musician in the game right now, but like. She's a legitimate business person. And like when they when they came out with the like, we're gonna put together like these Taylor Swift college courses on like her lore and her her like her world that she's built. I don't have time for that shit, but like if you want to put together a Taylor Swift business course, I would I would for sure have interest in that because her her like image and like her curation and how protective she is of her image and how she's kind of built a lot of these these business decisions in terms of like the you know this the scooter braun thing is one one thing because she could have owned the master she could have just bought them uh so like that's not necessarily an incredible business decision but she turned it into one uh and then like the the tour the the movie and then just like sort of everything else that's gone along with it that has made her kind of a cultural icon and a, an incredible businesswoman who has become a billionaire. Like I would say it's more impressive that she's not the best musician, but she's yeah. 
turned it into becoming like the richest musician. Well, that's kind of my thing is that like this whole thing, this whole thing is about her being like this amazing person, whatever, her cultural impact. And it's like, okay, but she's done all of this for money. Like, why are we ignoring, like, we're acting like this was all like Taylor Swift is just this great, unique person. And it's like, no, she just re-released a bunch of her old music for money. And mostly and, worse versions. And that, <laughs> yeah. and that too, I, if you actually pay attention and look and read about all this stuff, like I do not consider the Taylor's version thing noble at all. Yeah, I mean, And in a lot of ways, I consider it shameful because it's essentially not tricking, but kind of taking advantage of fans yes. who will buy anything she puts out. So I, Pete, you've heard this from me a million yeah. times. The re-recording of the songs was supposed to be, in theory, about everybody does everything with streaming and sync licenses and everything. When it, If a song is used in a movie or a TV show, I don't want Scooter Braun or whoever ends up owning them to get all that money. So I'm going to re-record the songs. So if it's used for any of that stuff, I can get that money. But what she then did was she made physical copies of these records cds vinyl all that and sold them to people who already owned physical copies of it scooter braun was never going to get any of that money she just added an additional revenue stream to essentially double dip on people who think they're doing the right thing by buying these but th that's not taking any money away from anybody else it's just adding an additional revenue stream for taylor swift so some of that and like the but she became a uh, like a, a self-made billionaire. Not self-made. Definitely not self-made. I know the investment wasn't a billion dollars on her father's part, but it was a ton of money. Money that like normal people don't have. So the self-made thing, no. It's all a little icky to me. Like if you want to love Taylor Swift and her music, that's fine. I love a lot of Taylor Swift songs. I love the stuff that she did with Max Martin. There's so much great stuff. I've had so much fun at her concerts, but... I am so icked out by the everything and every quote and everything is perfect and it's the smartest thing. Uh, trash takes itself out every time. Oh my, yes, honey. Do you want to hear? I, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with her being name time person of the year, but I'm I'm bothered by like it's going to be flipped into like she's so important. Yeah, she's time yeah. person of the it's year. <laughs> precisely. Do you want to hear the the short list? That they put out for yeah, the, let's hear uh, the other candidates. Um, so the first one is the Hollywood Strikers. So they do have a history of kind of making it more than just like a person. It's like groups and stuff like that. Time. So the Hollywood Strike, which that would have pissed me off because it's that like, would have been worse. That yeah, would have been worse. Like, oh, we're giving it to a bunch of Holly like rich people for whatever. Um, Xi Jinping, the president of China. Uh, Taylor Swift, Sam Altman, the uh, Chat GPT guy. Wait, Trump that's process. not the chat, chat GBT guy. That's the uh, the the um, isn't that the the crypto guy? He's the no no no. He's the CEO. You're thinking of Bankman Freed, I believe. Yes, yeah, um, yeah you're right. Sam Altman right, is right. the CEO of OpenAI. Yeah. Um, the Trump that would prosecutors. Bankman Freed was on the time person of the year, though. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, that also would be. But like, that's kind of my thing. Is that like, uh, the, so the other ones are the Trump prosecutors, Barbie, which would have been fun. Um, <laughs> I would have loved that. That would have been hilarious. Vladimir Putin, King Charles III, and uh, Jerome Powell, who is the chairman of the Federal Reserve. That would have been boring as shit. Um, yeah, all of those would have been pretty f either like wrong or boring. But like, so. like I said, this is a this isn't a if this 
award, if you want to call it that, is about impact. It's not about like good people being the best person. Like I mentioned, Hitler had won it before. Like, I don't know. King Charles, like this was the first coronation we've seen in like a hundred years. That's pretty important. Uh, yeah. yeah. And again, kind no. of boring, but like that's kind of how this Barbie would have been fun as shit. I'll just say that. Uh, that would have been, it should have been Barbenheimer, to be honest. Like that was like the, the that I feel like was the cultural, like the biggest yeah, cultural Taylor Swift saved cinema, bro. Not Barbenheimer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift saves cinema. It's but Taylor like, Swift, Tom Cruise, and then Barbenheimer. No, dude, it's I, Paul Giamatti. I was going to say it should have been be Elon awesome. because Elon is uh, like, Twitter is like the biggest thing in the world and he is constantly fucking with it. And then he's also like a billionaire that's doing all this other stuff. So Elon Musk, I think, is a more appropriate one. And he's that. like, I'm not an Elon guy, but he's Same. like exciting. Like he's like, he's not naming it the king of, like, he's not like the king of England. Like that's okay, cool, boring. Like Elon, there's a lot to the Elon and he's, pol he's polarizing in the way of like, like what, what what makes me crazy about Taylor Swift is that, and I don't know, like a, a lot of music critics either don't have a strong understanding of music or don't have a great ear or whatever. But a lot of them, I think, feel a pressure to say that everything that Taylor Swift does is great and it's automatically smart and stuff when it just isn't. Some of it's a lot of fun, but it's not. It's not the most. Um, sophisticated or intelligent music just it's it's all very basic nobody I'm, does that with sorry. it's it's not like that exists with elon where people are like afraid to be like elon kind of sucks right like people actually have that conversation and his impact is like undoubtable like twitter is like one of the most important things in the world like you think about all the stuff that happens in the world most of what we know about it it, like it, it all kind of happens through Twitter and mm -hmm. he's constantly messing with that. He also has like the most popular vehicle in the world. Uh, not like actually, but in terms of like Cybertruck. No, I'm no, just, I just say Cybertruck <laughs> is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Oh, in my life. No, it is dumb. Uh, Cause who needs a, a, a arrow proof car? Yeah. But that's also, uh, like, let me ask you this. Are you uh, sorry? I didn't want to interrupt. Sean. No, no, no. I was going to say that's also what people love about Elon. Cause he's a billionaire and he's like, why make it arrow proof? And he's like, because I want to. And it's like, cool, so I guess. Um, let me ask you this. If the NHL had a person of the year for 2023, who would it be? It would be, I mean, right now, I feel like people would say William Nylander, but I think it's Connor Bedard. That's, that's, yeah, that's it has to be Bedard. I think so. You think it's Bedard? What about Matthew Kachuk? Because like Matthew oh, Kachuk, yeah, I mean, you got to think about the, the first half of the year. You kind of have to split it between the, the latter half season. of last season and yeah. the first half of this season. It could be Connor Bedard. I don't think it would be William Nylander. I think it would be like coming to mind Kachuk, uh, Bedard, and then I don't know if there's anybody like who isn't a player that might jump. I, I on mean, that list. I feel like uh, I know this is basic, but like Batman. The NHL just kind of keeps fucking around with stuff like between the the jerseys and the pride tape and the draft like and he's obviously kind of the face of that or you could just say like the NHL owners because uh, they kind of keep fucking around with stuff. But yeah, but that, uh, that would that would put them in the running every every fucking year. It wouldn't yeah, just but be I mean, I feel like this, over this last year, they have done a lot of like decentralizing the draft, the the mess with the pride tape and the pregame jerseys and stuff like that. Like they have been kind of at the, the forefront from of that kind of from stuff. April to June 
From April to June, Matthew Kachuk had a stretch where he was a household name in a way that players aren't always in the NHL. Like mm-hmm. each postseason, there isn't necessarily a, hey, what's going on? with Like, are, are you seeing this guy? He was the face of everything that the Florida Panthers were doing. So I think that that three months, Pete, honestly, could be enough to say that he's the, the even though no one really talks about him right now, but he, I think... I think my answer actually, yeah, would be Matthew Kachuk. What about like, what about like Biz? Like Biz becoming like the face of the TNT panel, also like Spitting Chicklets, unfortunately, number one hockey podcast in the world. Like, I feel like you could throw him in the mix. What'd you say? What? I didn't say anything. Yeah. You said something. It's like a remote glitch. Okay. Sean, did you play a drop? I think, yeah, I think that might happen. <laughs> like, I feel like if you're rounding out a final, I don't necessarily think that he wins, but like if you're throwing a finalist list in there, I think he might be in it. I think he would have been like last year's person of the year. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, but but man, he took over in, he kind of did a Matthew Kachuk thing of his own where throughout the playoffs, people are like, damn, this yeah. is so good. And that panel is meshing so well. But a big part of it, though, was the Hank edition. So you can't sleep on uh, Henrik Lundqvist. Honestly, I think Ooh, you can make the Hank argument that. Uh, What's that? And Hank made the Hall of Fame. True. Yeah, but low-key, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. I think you could, yeah. you could make it the, the <laughs> NHL on TNT panel, like just in general. Because like I said, they kind of they do groups sometimes. Like it, that is... If we're looking for stuff outside of hockey, like that, I feel like was the biggest cultural thing. Or honestly, like chicklets. <laughs> like chicklets is is always kind of pretty pretty important as far as the hockey cultural conversation goes. How have we not said this one? Tate McRae. True. She's our time person of the year. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's like the last month and a half. She would do that at the end of the year. She would have been exempt from like the first ten months of the year. Is it like a Grammys thing where she like a qual she qualifies for next year's like, budget? Next year's, yeah. She missed the cutoff for all the voting for this year's. I mean, yeah. how about Nickelback? Yeah, because they got shout out shout it out again the other day. Yeah, like as we're getting this butt rock renaissance where people are finally okay with being like, "Hey, Creed was pretty awesome, right?" Yeah, cool. Nickelback, not that bad, not that stupid. I feel like hockey players, Connor McDavid especially, have been at the forefront of being like. Oh no, I think that Nickelback is really cool and not that Connor McDavid is the end all be all for all things culture, but I think having a famous person be like, "Oh no, I think that, that that's a really cool and good band" has gone a long way. I know it's a different sport, but like baseball helped bring Creed back, hockey can help bring Nickelback back. That's a great Ooh. question though, Pete. Who is yeah. the Time hockey. Jack Eichel could be in there too. Like Jack Eichel coming back from the surgery and uh, his first full season in Vegas and then winning the cup. Like it's not exciting. Like I don't think we talk about enough how Jack Eichel is a pretty fucking boring personality. He get, he coasts on Mick David being boring. days when he was a bit of a shithead and like made made some waves. And I do think that like he is he's probably an interesting guy if you get him in the right scenario. But like in front of a camera, Jack Eichel's never really said anything in front of like a professional camera. Jack Eichel's never really said anything all that interesting. How about Zach Hyman? 15 goals this season. Third in the NHL in goals per game. How about the was Arizona Coyotes? Person of the year 2024. Oh, you know what? Daniel Plainview. Me, an oil man. I do think at the end of the year, we should do a what chaos time person of the year. I love calling it 
time. It's like yeah. putting <laughs> what time chaos, time versus what chaos is time. <laughs> and all that shit, I think, like, famous last words, all that shit I find, it's all parody. So, like, we can get away with doing all that stuff, yeah. I think. Yeah. Gritty. I, I mean, I'm down. Lark in the chat. Gritty, last I think year, last year would have 100% been the person. Sharky? No, last year, last year it was, I actually did this. I photoshopped the time person of the year cover and it was Tage Thompson. Last year Facts. for sure was Tage Thompson. Mm. Sean gets to see Tage tonight. He's pretty excited. Very excited. He was telling me. I know. I'm disappointed. He was telling me you weren't Je- there. I'm, but he disappointed. Was- I'm jealous. I'm jealous. That's the right word. The, uh, the tickets have been procured. Is nice. Right procured? Yeah. Gathered? Acquired? Acquired, received, secured. I don't Where know if I. Sitting? What's that? Where are you guys sitting? Uh, rephrase, please. Uh, where the buck go? Where the buck? Uh, Sean, do you remember the uh, where y'all sitting craze of Twitter? No. Uh, people would make memes. It would be like a bunch of tables. And oh, there'd yeah, be like five people yeah, each. Yeah, yeah. Hey, where are y'all sitting? And uh, Pete and I were really getting into the sitting aspect of it. <laughs> where y'all sitting so where like where you see these where do you where would you sit and we would just keep coming up with different phrasing and we ended up landing on uh hey hey where the butt go with all these <laughs> seats uh we are i don't want to spoil it but we have good seats we're like center ice like behind the benches so exactly where I was for the Blackhawks game. I don't know if you saw this. Very different seats uh, from when yes. we went to the Blackhawks game and then when I went this week. Without bragging, a little like a little better. You were what? What row were you? Uh, two. Yeah, that's so. That's a little. That's a little Ooh, tough on the angles. Right, right. So we're yeah. ten, which oh, nice. I, I think like best would probably be seven or something like that. I mean, to get into like some where the buck go discussion. Yeah. The best seat in hockey is between the blue lines, in my opinion, between the blue lines, either like first row balcony or second level loge, whatever you want to call it. If there's it, like, like a that, club second level yeah, mezzanine type of thing. That is the best place to watch a hockey game. Absolutely. And I understand like when there, it, but like there's also, there's also value in sitting really close up against the glass or, or in that lower level first few rows because you can you can get a sense of how fast the game yeah. is and that's really impressive and it's also just cool to be like that close to the players sometimes especially when you're younger but like in terms of observing the game and observing the the kind of the how the trends are going and all that stuff and, and getting good angles higher up is preferable yeah you do if there was if i had season tickets to we talked about this like first row balcony would be unbelievable would be ideal like ideal season tickets would be first row balcony i think mine would be and this is a little ambitious but like first row like club would be yeah but you don't get the atmosphere like the the balcony atmosphere is much better and i think if i had season tickets i would be want to i would want to be in that mix versus the club like the club is a fun little thing Every once in a while, you feel like you're a big fucking deal. You get like those exclusive bars or whatever. You don't have as long as lines for the for the bathroom or whatever concessions. But put me in the mix with the fans up in the balcony. I yeah, feel, I feel like the suite level and sitting on ice, like at glass on the glass, are like you got to do it once type of thing. 
but outside of that, like I'm a, I'm a three. My first ever hockey game was was Sabres Bruins. I think I've mentioned that to you before. Mm-hmm. Uh, front row on the glass on like one of the face off dots, and that was like awesome, especially because like that was when. Nathan Gerby was playing, and obviously Zdeno Chara was playing. So there was a point where, like, the only thing separating me and Zdeno Chara standing next to Nathan Gerby, which is obviously a hilarious optic, yeah. was the glass. And, like, that was awesome, especially as a younger kid who didn't really appreciate the nuances of the game. But now I'm all, like, get me up in the nosebleeds. I want to see everything. I love the idea of your first hockey game being on the glass and being like, wow, they're so small because it's Nathan <laughs> Gerby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because they mean, look I a lot bigger on TV. I would even get that like practice or morning skates when they would like play like at the uh, arena and you really get the feel. Like if you're really on like the floor level and just like standing against the glass, you are like, holy shit. Even when the guys are like five, six, they're so big and fast out there. It's wild. Mm-hmm. I, I, the. The Blackhawks, the, there are so many guys in the Blackhawks that are huge, like especially on the back end. They have a lot of tall-ass dudes. Vlasic. Our guy being one of them, Vlasic, another one. Uh, even Seth Jones, like big dudes on the back end, which makes it funny. Like how, They're like the softest team in the NHL. Amazing. So. Uh, what do we, let's do a little uh, inside the NBA here. Uh, what are we thinking for social clips from this show? I'm thinking here come the Oilers okay. and uh, hockey uh, time person of the year. Hockey time person of the year. I would also like to clip the discussion we just had. Where's the best place to sit at a hockey game? Oh, that's a good one, too. Sean's not going to be able to go to the game tonight. He has to cut three <laughs> social busy. clips now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this has been What Chaos. And the next time we speak, Pete will be back IRL. Pete, we've loved doing these uh, remote ones with you. Thanks to the CHGO people for yeah. uh, putting you up. Yeah, my guy Lawrence set me up over here. Lawrence Benedetto. So, uh much thanks also thanks to stadium who set me up yesterday uh not i'm just gonna say chgo this setup way better way better way better Better mike better look better mike better visuals i look like i was in like a cave yesterday at the stadium studio but like grateful that i got to do the show both days all right well we are back in studio yeah, we are going we have some uh big fun things planned next week we're even uh I mean, I I won't shoot our wad completely. We have at least one amazing guest next week. And then towards the end of the week, we might be going on a little trip. We're hitting the road. We just might be doing another one of our patented hit the road, do some stuff with teams. It's going to be an absolute blast. So hit subscribe if you're not subscribed somehow. Like everything that we're posting. Sarah Siv, thanks to her coming in on Tuesday. Sarah Siv did the nicest Twitter post about us yesterday and I was like tearing up reading it. It was so nice. It you was very this? nice. It was almost too nice. It was yeah, almost was like, like, what's your fucking, what, what, what's, what's this angle here? Especially for me who, who she replaced for one day. I was like, Hmm, fucking angling for a job here. Yeah. Show didn't go that well. She won't be back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we Fuck think off, she's up Sarah. to something. <laughs> I love I love how in four seconds it turned from nicest Twitter post ever to fuck off, get out of here with that shit. We won't be having her back. Uh, the, 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 the mean lady will not. That was very, very uh, trying to. Uh, Professional. Try, trying to usurp Pete. Yes. She did a very great job, though. It was a very fun show. Sarah Siv, 
Very good at all of that. So thanks to her for coming on this week. Thanks to everybody who did anything with us this week. We will be back. And uh, if you see Sean and I at the game tonight, say hello. Compliment his jersey. Maybe I'll be wearing the JVR. Who knows? We'll find out next week on What Chaos.